Welcome to another edition of Sports Hangout. It's a two five boys, two be two be whack. We're about to go crazy on this track. Yeah. Never thought I'd be in such an evil state of mind, but I guess that's what happens when you're always on the grind. Hello, we want to welcome you back to another edition of Sports Hangout. Thank you all for joining us. I'm your host, Bilal Ahmad. I'm with Salman Mian and Wasim Muzaffar. Salman, what do we have today? Yo, yo, yo. This is the NBA Draft Lottery and Rumor Mill Edition. Special edition. Special edition. This is what I love talking about year-round, and this is it, man. The what? lottery is done, and I am pumped. Weren't our last three episodes special editions also? <laughs> Every, Everything is special. special. <laughs> Everything is special. But to be honest, I was waiting for the draft almost all year. I mean, I couldn't sleep at night just thinking about I was, the Nets. I was too, and, and talk about a shocker. Talk about a shocker. By far, the most interesting part of the NBA is the draft and the trade rumor mill. I think that's way more interesting than most of the games. Even the playoffs. I would just much rather talk about this. So let's get started. So, obviously, everyone knows by now the big shocker. The Charlotte... Oh, excuse me. The New Orleans Hornets have gotten the number one pick... David Stern has won once again. So the, the, all of the conspiracy theorists out there have a lot more ammo going their way. Um, I personally don't think that it was rigged, and I don't think it's possible for it to be rigged. But when man, it's not possible for it to be rigged. It's very possible. Ask the league owners. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's done by a third party. They've got ping pong balls in there. Even, uh, you know, it, one of the things, if you'll read Zach Lowe's article on SI, he talks about how other uh, GMs and coaches were congratulating Monty Williams when they won the lottery. If you thought it was rigged, there's no way you would congratulate that guy afterward. I'm, I mean, I'm sure the Bobcats owner wasn't up there congratulating him. Uh, he probably wanted to shoot himself because <laughs> there's been a lot of bad days in Charlotte Bobcat history, but this has to be right up there amongst them. Is, that, is this worse than the moving up to get Bismack Biombo last year? It's it's definitely worse. It's, it's much much it's worse. worse. This, this is probably the darkest moment in their short term history. So should Michael Jordan just uh, sell the team and walk out well while he has the worst record in the NBA draft? <laughs> they got to do something because it, it's. It, it, I kind of feel bad for them actually. I mean, if you look at the Bobcats. You know, you, you can say what you want about teams tanking to get a better chance of the draft, but I can tell you one thing right now. The Charlotte Bobcats did not tank. They, they really tank. are that bad. They are that much worse than everyone else. You got to feel for them. We're talking about a team that lost to the number three team, the Washington Wizards, by over 25 points at the end of the season. They lost to the Kings, the fifth worst team, by over 20 points at the end of the season. This is not like a team that's a little bit worse than the others. They are so much worse. And to add insult to injury, this is statistically the worst winning percentage of all time in NBA history. Bilal, what position do the Bobcats need most help at? I would say they need help. Um, rebounding. So obviously you think center, power forward. Anthony Davis obviously would have been the perfect fit, um, not just for any team, but especially because they don't have a center who they can rely on. So I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say power forward because along with, they need somebody who can just put his like head down and just rebound. Somebody like, like Zach Randolph, who can also score for them would be a perfect fit for them, in my opinion. In my opinion, they need help at every position. They're they're <laughs> yeah. they're literally. I mean, I don't know if Bayumbo is going to be a, a six man off the bench. I'm not even sure he's going to be that good. I mean, it sounds nice that the guy can jump 
high, but we've seen plenty of guys jump high in the NBA and not amount to anything. Wasn't there a guy named Tyrus Thomas? He looked pretty potential. Oh, wait, the Bobcats signed him for a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their cap situation isn't, isn't great either. I mean, I know they don't have a ton of bad contracts, but they also, who's that other guy they've got? Corey Maggette. <laughs> he was pretty sick. Yeah, seven years ago for <laughs> half a season. <laughs> All right, so let, let's talk a little bit more about the Hornets. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of Yahoo Sports reports that my boy, my boy. Uh, all right, so this guy, I'm I'm actually sick of his writing, but he reports that uh, you know one of the league insiders, um, one of the owners possibly, was commenting on how this was a sham lottery and uh, just feeding the conspiracy theory even worse. But I want to point out, this is the same guy that just the other day said that Darren Williams would absolutely not resign with the Nets even if Anthony Davis was there. And in response to that, Darren Williams sent a tweet saying who is this guy adrian warchnowski yeah, he doesn't, doesn't even know me come on doesn't it seem weird that they were trying to sell this team the hornets for the longest time nba was and they could not find a buyer and all of a sudden they sell the team just a few weeks before the draft and lo and behold the hornets get the number one pick you don't think that number one pick was part of the was part of the deal well don't you know david stern loves small markets now he hates uh LA and now he loves the New Orleans Hornets yeah we'll, we'll see about that when playoff time comes around <laughs> <laughs> well I think uh, w- one of the things we'll probably talk about when we get to the uh, Heat Celtics segment is it's not necessarily the big market but it's the star players that I feel get the referee um, treatment but I think that's another topic for another it's time not, it's not the big market and the money associated with it oh wait yes it is next topic <laughs> <laughs> well talking a little bit more let, let's talk Hornets a little bit more I know there's um, maybe two or three Hornets fans out there somewhere in the world. This is a pretty good team, though. This is a this is a really good team. Anthony Davis, Eric Gordon. And actually, the best thing that could have happened to them is that Eric Gordon had that injury this season. He's a restricted free agent this year. He probably was going to try to get something like $15 million per season. But with that injury um, and being restricted, I can't see any other team offering him more than, what, 12 or $13 million per year? And so, have, so Jared Jack could come off the bench. Um, Trevor Ariza, still there. I think Gordon's a potential future all-star. What do you guys think? Oh, no, no. I, without no a doubt. Without no a doubt. doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. He, was just, he just needs time I mean, to get people around him. He's going to have Anthony Davis next year. He's going to have a very solid starting five next year. I mean, the Horns came out very, I think, on top after their initial Clippers trade. You know, they lost Chris Paul, but, uh, you know, he didn't want to be there in the first place, pick up draft picks. I mean, this is – and now they're getting a franchise center, which is already a position – at a premium in the NBA to get a guy who's potentially a future all-star is excellent. Speaking of conspiracy theorists, let's talk about Stern's veto of that Lakers trade. At the time, people really criticized him, but now I think if you look back at it, he that was probably the shrewdest move that he could have made. And if I was a Hornets fan, I would be so much happier with a team of Anthony Davis and Eric Gordon with also a number 10 pick this year than having Lamar Odom, Luis Scola, and Kevin Martin. And not to mention... They have an outstanding Lamar coach. Odom. Oh my they, god! They have an outstanding coach who Monty Williams. He's an X's and O guy. He's not. Uh, he's not going to put up with um, like some of these egos of some of these guys. And you know, they were not supposed to win. What they went twenty one games last year. They weren't supposed to win that many. That just shows how good of a coach he really is. Yeah, I I think that they're a franchise that's headed in the right direction. That's for sure. Um, a little bit more on uh, the lottery. Let, let's go on down the list. Um, winners and losers. I think we've already talked about the biggest winner, the Hornets. Who do you think is the biggest loser of this draft? The Charlotte Bobcats, without I mean, a question. Yeah, obviously the Bobcats. You got to think. This team is this is a team I've even played with, having the worst record, the worst team, 
and, and the worst draft history, and they can't even win after all that. What about someone? What about the Nets? How did they fare in this draft? I have to say that I think if there was another team that's a bigger loser than the Bobcats, it's got to be the New Jersey Nets. I mean, they don't have a they don't have a pick in the first round. And I don't even do they have a pick in the second round? <laughs> if, if I was Orlando and I was offered the number six pick, Brooke Lopez and Marshawn Brooks for Dwight Howard, I would have to give it serious thought, especially if I was getting rid of Turkoglu's contract. Yeah. But guess what? Now I'm I'm being offered that pick because they gave it for a two-month rental on restricted free agent Gerald Wallace. What a stupid move. Yeah, and uh, the Trailblazers are coming out amazing out of this. They have two top 11 picks in one of the deepest drafts we've seen in a while. They've got cap space. They have no bad contracts on their books. All-star power forward slash center in Aldrich and restricted free agent Nicholas Batum this year. You know, but actually, I see I see Portland trading um, one, if not two, of their total picks in this draft because doesn't it seem like Portland has a, one too many players who require minutes in the draft? I mean, obviously Batum is there; he's going to get paid, but they have a little. They, I think they have too many players on their roster who need minutes, and I think they actually need to cut back. They need more star power number one because we all know that you can't win with a bunch of average guys i think they need more star power on that team oh absolutely you know this is a team that had a high pick and greg odin went down by injury they had brandon brandon roy an excellent player who's been troubled battling injuries as well uh and you know we really wanted to see something happy happen to this team we haven't seen that in a long time what do you think someone i i really feel for this team what i'd like to throw out there though is is there any chance that they're going to draft a big man in this draft? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if I was the Blazers, like I would just, I would rather take a shooting guard, a point guard, really Anything? anyone else but a center. <laughs> and and here's here's the kicker: they're, I know they need a center, <laughs> but there's no way I'm drafting a center from them. They're projected to take Jared Sullinger, who there, there's there's two there's two issues here. Number one, he's not going to sell you know tickets he's not extremely flashy he reminds me a lot of Carl Landry he plays under the rim not above the rim and he's a center listed at 6-9 you know I don't and on top of that he's from Ohio State and has there's been reports that he has the same knee issue uh leg issue one leg being short than the other exact same thing as Greg Oden I would not take Jared Sullinger if I was the Portland Trailblazers. I see them either staying at six and taking the best player available or taking Damian Lillard, who's my sleeper for the draft. Um, he's the Weber State point guard who looks like he's the real deal. Six foot two, yeah. junior, 185. Yeah. I think this guy has some legit skills. He can distribute the ball. He can shoot, um, especially when he's open. Um, a reliable scorer. So I think that he would be a nice floor general for them. Probably not a future all-star, but a solid guy that you've, you've got to build your team around. I, I agree. I think they need a point guard, and I think uh, Kendall Marshall out of North Carolina I think would be a good fit there. You know, well, you know, they have multiple picks in the, you know, very early in this draft. I think, I think this is one of the teams that could make a move to move up to get somebody else. You know, they have, we, they have a lot of teams who have multiple needs. We talked about the Bobcats. Bobcats, The Wizards still sure. aren't a complete team. The Kings are have a lot of similar players um so moving up could be a, a very good option for them well i think one of the questions that we have is which teams will trade picks in this year's draft i think that even though it's hard to predict who's going to make a trade i think there's several teams that are more than just a player away and several teams that think they're just a player away if you just look on down the list I think number five, the Sacramento Kings. They have the longest streak of any of these teams of being in the lottery. This is a team that has a lot of young talent, 
and they don't know what to do with it. I think they're a team that could certainly move that five pick for a veteran player, uh, Ahem Palgasol, Ahem Josh Smith. I think that those are two guys that they might try to move for that five pick or even make a deal with Atlanta to try to swing Josh Smith for Tyreek Evans, a, te- a trade that I think could, could work for both teams. You're willing to trade your beloved Josh Smith at the Atlanta Hawks? Restricted free agent, the guy, I mean, if you're not willing to re-sign him, then this is the time to move him. This is the draft to get a pick for it. I you mean, know, I would love to keep him, but I'm not ownership, and it doesn't sound like they're willing to pay the luxury tax. You know, I was thinking about Josh Smith because he's not a young guy anymore. Um, talking about uh, trading draft picks, I, I actually see the Wizards trading because they have Wall, they have Nene, but they lost um, Nick Young, the shooting guard, and they have a lot of youth on that team. I think that they could actually... Uh, end up trading that pick for Josh Smith and maybe something else. Um, I see the Wizards moving. Not so much the Kings because they're a little bit higher up. but And so I don't really see them trading down. But I, I could definitely see the Wizards trading at the three spot. And we've already mentioned how the Blazers have two picks. So obviously they're a team that could try to move up. Or they they would be another team that would be interested in a, in a possible uh, veteran player. Um, to trading one of those picks for, um, and there's about, plenty of teams in the NBA that want to get. What into about this what about the Boston Celtics? We know that they're they've been trying to trade Ray Allen. They have two picks at 20 and 21. Could you see them maybe trading a pick or two and moving up just slightly, maybe to uh, Portland's 11th or um, uh, possibly to eight or nine? I just don't see that. I think this lottery is probably maybe it's possibly the people that are in the top 10 all feel like they might get a future all-star. So I don't see anybody trading a cheap rookie contract future all-star for a guy who might be, you know, if if you're talking about trading Ray Allen for a guy who's, you know, not going to be around very much longer. None of the teams in the top 10 are really anywhere close to the playoffs with the exception possibly of the Blazers. And that's just because of Aldridge. Well, I think, I think, um, Let's stay on that topic. Of the top 10 teams in the draft, which team do you think has the potential to make the playoff next year? And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Pistons because I, th- I think they played, they played really – I mean, come on, it's the East. <laughs> Don't give me that look, Wasif. <laughs> it's the East we're talking about. And Greg Monroe uh, played really yeah, good, really good this year. And I think they have a solid group of guys. Let me ask you guys something. Have you ever watched Greg Monroe play? I have. How much have you watched him play? Um, about as much as they were on national TV. So I think three games. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, we talk about he. I mean, so he can rebound. Well, he I, had, rebound. I had him on okay, fantasy. That's rebound. why. Okay. Yeah. His, his stats look okay, yeah, right? Stats look good. Well, there's one problem with his game. His team is so much worse defensively when he's on the floor. You might think that that's insane for a center, but it's true. So I think I think you know getting down to it, a lot of these mock drafts have them taking a defensive center at the ten spot because they need somebody else to pair with him. He looks like he has a little bit of nice post game. He could get some rebounds, but I'm not sure he's going to be your future defensive center. Okay, so Salman, of the top ten teams, who do you think has the best shot to make the playoffs next year? I got to go with the Portland Trailblazers. I think that's an easy one. Um, they're a team with uh, already uh, Aldrich who. You know, could be argued to be you know one of the top three power yeah, forwards in the game. Um, and he's a very versatile. He's got a long jumper. He's very strong. He can, down he can low. play center too. He can do a lot. So I yeah. think him with Batum and then seeing who they get. Although I would love to see. You know, this is never going to happen with the reality of the NBA. But if Darren Williams went there, they would have these two draft picks: Darren Williams, Batum, and Aldrich. I mean, that okay, is probably stop, stop dreaming. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> stop dreaming. I'm sorry. Damn. Making my dream not come true either as a Dallas fan, if that happens. 
I really don't see the allure of Dallas for Darren. I mean, I know you're excited about pairing him with Dirk, but what good is that team going to be in two or three years when Darren is still in his prime and Dirk is ready to get in the wheelchair? So let's, Fix it. let's talk about let's talk about Phoenix for a second. They didn't get they didn't get Steve Nash traded like they wanted to, and that uh, that cost them. They're at the 13th pick um, in this draft. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I think it was foolish for them not to trade Nash this year. They knew he was going to leave at the end of the season. I'm not really sure what trying to get the eighth spot in the Western Conference for the right to play the San Antonio Spurs meant to them, but I guess it meant something. But mostly, I think their ownership and GM is an idiot, and I think that's what it boils down to. If they had traded Steve Nash, they probably could have gotten another pick in this year's draft, but also, instead of a 13 pick, they might have been drafting somewhere like 8 or 9. At 8 or 9, you might be able to get somebody you can build your team around. Who's that team got after Steve Nash? Nobody. That's a, that's the next Charlotte Bobcats right there. They really, they literally have nobody else on that team. I mean, that's surprising, but uh, I think you're right. They should have traded him. I don't know. What, it was it, just another, now they're yeah. just set back a whole other year. They're going to they're gonna suck this year. They're going to get a high lottery pick next year when they could have had at least one other player already on their roster who was a, you know, an eight pick or something. They could have gotten Damian Lillard. They could have gotten um, Perry Jones, maybe Tyler Zeller, somebody down low. I mean, it, it's just stupid. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know. We still really don't know what Steve Nash is going to do in the offseason. Suppose they get a, a a big free agent this year. They they have the cap space to get somebody. Really, someone's gonna come there to play with forty year old Steve Nash. Hey, he's still moving like he's twenty. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, he's gone, and I'm afraid he's going to Miami. Which... He probably is going to Miami. <laughs> Steve Nash is not gonna stay there. If he stays there, it, I, it's very honorable, but he's never gonna win a championship there. I mean, if you ask me, who really went out of this draft? It has to be the New Orleans Hornets. We already talked about it. They're getting a franchise center. Like we said, they already have uh, uh, the point guard. They have Trevor Ariza. They have a backup point, Jared Jack. This team has already won 21 games this past year. And with the, front, with the center and a big man down low, I think they can make the playoffs, especially in the East. I think the Blazers, while they have a good team and a good uh, situation in this draft, they're in the West. It's hard to come out of the West. So let's move on to our last segment today. And let's start with you, Wasif. Who do you see as being a draft sleeper in this year's draft? Well, I don't know if he's a sleeper. I do just want to talk about him. It's... It's Austin Rivers. We really don't know much about him. Uh, he, you know, he had the big game uh, against UNC this yeah. year. Game winner. Uh, the game winner. And, uh, you know, his son of a coach has a high basketball IQ. I don't think he has all the skills right now to make it be a starting NBA point guard. But, you know, with a, he's with a good background in coaching, getting on the right team, I think he has a really high potential. Do you see him more of a, as a point guard or a shooting guard later on in his career? Well, I mean, there's, I mean, he, these guys really develop as they develop in the NBA. I think he'd be more of a point guard. I think he's a little undersized for a shooting guard. But, you yeah. know, it could always be like, you know, as Bill Simmons says, a ra- irrational confidence guy, Jason Terry. Uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Maybe Tyreek Evans, if he doesn't pan out, uh, to you, one of those guys come off the bench for you and give you good production. For my sleeper, I'm going to take a guy who we're probably familiar with from the, uh, from the NCAA championship, Terrence Jones, power forward from Kentucky, coming out as a sophomore. Six foot nine, two hundred and fifty pounds. He did not. The guy is a winner. He plays well. Yeah, because he he plays with winners. That's why he's a winner. I just want to say one thing. He's got a lot of athleticism, and he could be a nice player to take at fifteen to twenty in the draft. Roll tide. And for my my doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) It don't matter. It don't matter. Uh, For my for my sleeper, I'm gonna have to go 
with Draymond Green from Michigan State. I know he's going to Oklahoma City where they are really deep, so playing time might become an issue, but with the correct development, I think this guy this guy can hustle, number one. And he's a hard worker. He has a good shot. Uh, I don't want to obviously put him out there in the same category as LeBron, but this man, he has a potential to rebound. He has potential to. He has a good mid-range shot, probably better than LeBron's even. Uh, so I, I definitely, yeah, okay. I definitely right, see him. You, as, you, as, you, as, just, I, you just got out of hand there. I, I just want to say, like, I hate when people say this guy has qualities like hustling. Like, what else is your job but to do hustle when you're a basketball player? Psycho T. <laughs> All right, uh, for, for the next segment here, I'm just going to ask you guys a question, and you give me two teams that you'd like to see this player traded to, and I think these are all guys who are going to be traded this offseason. Two teams, Bilal, Josh Smith. Um, realistic, obviously. Realistic. I, I think the Wizards would be a good fit, but they have a horrible organization, so I don't think they'll make any moves to, to actually acquire him. Um, let's see, he's... Who needs actually? A, who needs a swingman? Maybe maybe Orlando could use him. Uh, I think the Lakers are somebody that could use an athletic power forward, a Pau Gasol type I, replacement. I don't, I don't think they would do it because I think they would actually rather go after Michael Beasley rather than Josh Smith. I mean, they would have done that last year if that was the case, and uh, they didn't do it. Yeah, they have no assets to trade. That's why. Yeah, they have to be willing to give up Pau. All right, what do you guys think about Pau Gasol? We know he's not coming back to the Lakers. Let's just put that out there. There's no way he's coming back. Is he done? Pau Gasol might be done. He's got two years left. I think he can be a very nice player on the right team. I I don't know. I think I feel like he had a mental breakdown this season. It seems like if when your mental is gone, how much do you have left in the tank? I don't know. I I I think he just needs the right team. Who system? Well, give me a team, guys. Come on, put your nickels down. Don't be. I want to say the Rockets, but they have Patrick Peterson, who's playing solid. Not great. He's a solid player. So I think the Rockets might be a good fit because they have good coaching there. Or maybe possibly the Utah Jazz could use another power forward. Because they only have four on their roster. Yeah. All right. Vlasif, any any picks for them? You know, I don't – it's hard to – I can see him working on a lot of different teams, but there aren't a lot of teams that have the assets to, that the Lakers would probably want. You know, I'd love to see him on the Cavs. You know, Kyrie Irving – High lottery pick this year. Pau Gasol could be what makes up a really great team. I think it would be interesting if uh, the Sacramento Kings took him in a trade for Tyreek Evans. That's that that he would be a great fit for the Lakers. He may be he he's a great young player. Would give them exactly what they need as far as athleticism, youth on the wing, and uh, you know I think Pau would be possibly a mentor for DeMarcus Cousins and you know they want to turn it over more to Isaiah Thomas um, Jr. and uh, as well as Jimmer Fredette as well as this pick that they've got coming up Um, next player who do you see Dwight Howard playing for in 2013 I don't want to say it I think it's going to end up being the Lakers I think the Lakers are going to are going to end up winning the sweepstakes for Dwight Howard I think what? if you want to talk about a one-team deal, I think it's going to be the Lakers. I think the only team in the NBA has enough assets that would persuade Orlando, even though their decisions as of late have I mean, been pretty say, rational. Say what you want about the Lakers, but they're a smart organization. They know how to get deals done. They, well, they used to be. Now they're they, still a smart been. I mean, this team that they have, I mean, they got two championships out of yeah. the team. Yeah, right? no, but they, they've, have, they've had ownership turnover. Jim Buss is gone. His son is taking over. We don't know what's going on. And, you know, his son has really taken a – the opinion of removing anything related to Phil Jackson. There's even talk about tra- trading Kobe this year. There's no way they're trading Kobe. There's never. That's never. That's absurd. The yeah. Second best player of our generation <laughs> behind Tim Duncan. Um, 
All right, so you guys both think it's going to be the Lakers. I have to agree. I think in the end what gets done is that the Lakers end up trading both Powell and Bynum, but they get something in return, i.e. something like Luis Scola or another power forward type who's not elite, but something that will help them fill that void. Um, and so they feel like they're getting something, and then the uh, Magic end up getting both of their – basically their entire front court. Well, and and I, then, that's, a, that's an upgrade. If you give me Luis Scola or Pau Gasol, I'll take that out every day. Any, wow. any other team that possibly someone has a chance of landing Dwight Howard? Uh, I think the Atlanta Hawks will make an offer with Horford and Joe Johnson um, I, or even Josh Smith and uh, Horford. But I don't think that that gets done. Their ownership's not really been committed to winning. Uh, I just don't. I just can't see any other team that would really want to to make that kind of a trade. I think that sums it up for today. We want to thank all our listeners for tuning in to Sports Hangout. Just want to remind, want to remind everybody to please leave a comment on Twitter.com/sportshangout. You can also catch our blog at sportshangout.podbean.com. And thanks for listening.